kiddos, welcome to Dad Feelings, the podcast about fictional father figures. Or is it? Because while often that is an accurate descriptor of this show, um, when recently we've been trying something a little different. And it was sort of our, our mission from day one here at, at Dad Feelings Co., which isn't the name of this podcast network, um, to, to sort of bring in actual dads. Um, that's sort of the secret um, sub mission of of this this program. So today, um, I am joined by senior editor at Polygon.com, uh, a video games and I would say culture website at this point. Uh, maybe you can correct me on that, but I think you, you cover comics and films and other stuff. I'm joined yeah, by yeah. Philip Kohler. That's Philip Kohler here. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah, I think culture website is fair. Yeah, we we do all sorts of all sorts of junk. Whatever we're interested in, we write about, basically. Yeah. So. I mean, I saw a video the other day that was a uh, really compelling theory about the ending of The Usual Suspects. So, you know, oh, just, yeah. well, just whatever. Whatever's up. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. And um, you are, if there has not been some kind of gross misunderstanding, a dad yourself. I am. Uh, I am, in fact, a, a father. Uh you know, against all odds, um, against <laughs> all that is right in the world, I have I have birthed a son, and uh, so far have have raised him for for three years and three and a half years, and kept him alive. Wow, that is wild to me because I, God, when I think about the responsibility of like having a human child, like having an animal, sometimes is stressful enough, and. That that animal is never going to grow up and um, have feelings about you. You yeah. know, it, so it's 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 funny that you bring that up because like one of my favorite stories that I like telling about the journey to becoming a dad is that uh, when when um, my now wife then then girlfriend Janessa was pregnant, um, we this this whole uh, baby situation was was not necessarily planned. Um, just kind of happened and we decided to go with it. Um, but then it, it hit to about three months until, uh, she, her due date. And we were talking and kind of both realized like we had no, uh, no idea how to be parents, um, or how to raise a living creature at all. <laughs> so we, we literally, we went out, obviously at this point, it, it, it's three months before it wasn't like there's any, we couldn't reverse the situation in any way. Uh, but we decided to go out and get a cat. <laughs> you're like, well, practice baby. You, yeah, well, like, well, this if we can raise the cat, it'll be fine. So, like, the 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 funny thing is just like if if we hadn't like if it turned out we couldn't raise the cat, if that went disastrously, there was nothing that that could be done. We were just now stuck with a cat and a baby. Um, but it turns out the cat was pretty cool too. So yeah, that would have got, been much worse. It would have been a bad situation. Uh, thankfully. That was not how it turned out, and the cat has been a great addition to our family as well. Yeah. Well, Her name I'm, is Molly Muffins. Oh, that's a really good name for a cat. I'm glad that, that Gambit paid off. Um, yes. I feel like that is maybe a pretty common feeling of being unprepared, and I wonder whether that is a kind of newer thing, historically speaking, um, you know, with like sort of the way that adolescence and sort of young adulthood has been extended by mm. basically by capitalism and um and by like various economic and social factors the sense that like 
oh, we're not ready to like, how do you do this? How do you? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was part of the discussion, right? When when um, Janessa discovered that she was pregnant um, and we were trying to decide, okay, well, what do we want to do? Part of the discussion we had is like, you know, well, we both of us were like, yeah, we probably want to have kids at some point in our life. But we were like, oh, we're not ready now. Um, and, and in talking about it and spending, you know, hours and days talking about it, we kind of came to understand that, uh, given the choice, I think we would not be ready ever. <laughs> right? right. Like it's something you always put off, right? It's something that that's always like, well, you know, I could have a kid right now, but if I wait, if I wait a year, I'll probably have a better job. Or if I wait a year, I'll probably be making more money and maybe I'll get that raise and uh, oh, we should probably wait until after we've taken that trip that we had talked about doing, and uh, you know, like it's it's just something that I think it's easy to like um, to continue putting off into the future is like that's when I'll be ready. That's when I'll be ready to to step up and accept the the responsibility that comes with this. Um, which you know, I you know, I don't think that's necessarily a a, a right or wrong thing, but I think it's just something a lot of people do it's certainly something that we were doing and then we were like why don't we just why don't we just do it why don't we just this is as ready as we're ever going to be honestly Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that makes total sense um and one thing that that interests me about that whole idea of readiness is like the huge huge market in like like parental advice and like training and classes like did you do any of that stuff did you like buy books or like go to classes or anything you know, we 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 had a couple of books um, that that we read. Uh, particularly, Janessa Janessa read a lot. Um, but the honestly, the biggest thing we did was just that the the hospital we were going to had um, had classes that were both you know teaching the parents about the process of going through labor specifically, but but also like teaching about how to raise a baby, like how to keep a baby alive particularly for the first year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we, we just kind of did that. And that, that was about the best info we could get because it was, it was the immediate stuff. Right. Um, And I think a lot of the, a lot of the other difficulties of parenting, um, you just have to confront as they come, as the child grows. Um, It's, it's sort of hard, if not impossible to prepare for everything. Um, We, the, the biggest advice thing that, that um, we ran into was uh, once you tell people you're having a baby, everybody wants to give you advice. Right. I've heard um, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like beyond, beyond like, like you said, the market for it, beyond the, the books and everything, um, just people in general, especially people who, who have had children want to tell you, well, this is the right way to do it. Um, this is the right way to it. And, and we got so much. Uh, advice from different people coming from different directions, um, often contradicting each other. <laughs> that at some point we were just like, we were just like, I don't think, I, th- I think actually nobody knows the right way to do anything, and it's just something we have to kind of figure out and feel out on our own. Right. Yeah. Well, um, my friend Charlie Demir's past guest on this show um, has talked about this before. Of just like everyone has all of these opinions on. Um, on on bait on having a kid and but the thing is like you don't have a uh, i mean i guess unless you have like a lot of kids you don't have like a a comparison group right you can't be like well this worked much better than this like yeah you don't know that what you did was like the best possible thing yeah and and like even 
even if you did, like, even if you're looking at, like, like as an example, I have, uh, I have four siblings. I have two older brothers and two younger sisters. So even if I went to my, my mother and I'm like, you know, what worked best out of all these kids you raised across this huge span of time? Um, that doesn't account for how much has changed since she raised kids. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't account for how much can change, you know, even in just a year or two. Um, there's so many new things uh, coming into existence in the world, new technologies, new, uh, you know, just just things that you'd never had to deal with. You have to deal with minions now. That so wasn't much a thing. new baby gear, yeah. There's all sorts of all baby this gear. baby yeah. tech. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's 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 weird. It's a, a weird world. Um, the biggest thing that I like I've noticed just from uh, you know, compared to my childhood, even obviously I grew up playing video games and um you know, a child of the 80s and 90s watching a lot of TV. Uh, but but Sammy, my, my son growing up now, there's so many screens in our house. Mm. There are so many, like, uh, so many so many screens for him to interact with um, that it's, it's something that I'm just like, I wonder if and how that changes uh, his, his, the way he's growing up. I wonder how that affects him. Um, like the fact that he is he's three and he already knows how to use an iPad about as good as I do. Yeah. Um it's 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 interesting to think about, I guess. It's wild. And does like I know it's it's weird like kids watch YouTube now, like very, very young kids, and there's like whole channels. Sammy does, yeah, yeah. There's a you know, there's like a YouTube kids app and one of Sammy's favorite things to do and we you know, we try to limit his screen time somewhat. Um but one of his favorite things to do when he comes home from like preschool daycare previously and now preschool is um, he likes to just sit on the bed and open the YouTube kids app and just scroll through whatever random suggestions he gives him. (laughs) And he ends up finding new things he loves based off of just YouTube algorithms. Right. So like he uh, he's now fallen in love with um, little mermaid, Disney's little mermaid. Oh, awesome. And not because we, own it um we've we've now bought him a book and we're trying to find the dvd to you know help him watch it but because he saw a clip on on youtube of one of the songs from it and decided that he thought it was the greatest thing in the world so (laughs) it's just like yeah the the youtube is is huge for kids and um and particularly like as he gets older and as he's less interested in just the the kids stuff on youtube that's definitely one of my like biggest concerns is like Oh man, I need to start monitoring what he's watching pretty closely. Yeah. There's a, there's some there's some real shit on YouTube, and I don't know that you know, like there's stuff that I ne- don't necessarily want him getting exposed to, right? Right, and yeah, I feel like that's something that has gotten harder because, um, I mean, thinking about especially because you're someone who is is working in games, like just over the last few months, these sort of um revelations that fairly major uh, some of the biggest like youtube uh games people are just like harboring these really awful views and like they have millions of fans and like how many of those fans are like kids and so thinking about like oh you one day you could be watching like a funny video where uh someone is uh, playing Call of Duty and like joking around or something, and then the next day they're talking about how they don't think like certain kinds of people should be allowed in the country. Like, yeah, oh my god. And and particularly, like, I feel like you know, 
like stuff about like like making jokes about uh about the Holocaust and stuff. It's like particularly with the the distance in time yeah. since World War II, it gets harder and harder to to like. I have to like. I, I've thought about like how do I sit down and explain to Sammy the seriousness of this? Of like, no, right. this is a, an event that really happened and not that long ago in our history, and and we're still feeling repercussions from it and all that. Um, it's yeah, a lot of the challenging of, of parenting to me has been trying to figure out when do we talk to Sammy about certain things. Um, I think Janessa and I have very much erred on the side of like, it's better to just talk to him than to try and shield him. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so, I think it's, I think it's both impossible to shield a child from, from a lot of stuff in today's culture. And also just, I don't think necessarily for the better long term. Um, but yeah, figuring out when to talk to him is, is so difficult. Even if just about stuff like mortality. Um, mm. He he has been talking a lot about death lately, and uh, you know, trying to trying to figure out how to or when to tell him, like, no, this is this is really how death works, and and it does happen, and it will happen to us. Um, like the other day, he was telling he was telling Janessa, his his mother, how how she's going to live forever, and. She had to be like, well, not exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot of difficult conversations to have. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those conversations are hard enough to have with, uh, with an adult, like sit down with an adult and be like, hey, check out mortality. Pretty cool. No, 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 huh? That's, that's, that's the fun part too is like, yeah, I'm, I'm 31 now and I'm, I, you know, I feel like I'm just starting to come to terms with my mortality as I like hit this age where I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't quite move like I used to. I can't go out all night drinking like I used to and mm-hmm. be okay. Um, you know, I have to I have to start watching my diet and exercising and doing all this stuff that forces me to confront the fact that oh yeah, I'm getting older and moving slowly towards death. Uh, <laughs> and uh so yeah, like me having to deal with that but also simultaneously having Sammy be at this age where he's just starting to uh to be old enough to understand these concepts and have to grapple with them as well. It's a, yeah, it's definitely, it is a journey. I bet. Yeah. And yeah, I'm curious about like, as someone who does work with games, um, and just like knowing how, like just, we just mentioned the YouTube stuff briefly, but like just as a whole, how, um, God, what's a good way to put this? Um, awful. <laughs> um, how awful, like, and not just games, but just mass media. And um, and as someone whose job it is sort of to, like, navigate that stuff and to, to yeah. sort of uh, work with it, like, how do you think that, is that something that you're, you're thinking about? Like, how, like, okay, am I going to let my kid, like, play games? Or, like, how am I going to deal with that? Or, like, I'm, I guess new consoles now have, like, um, like the switch has like a parental yeah, control I'm, thing and things like that. Like, are those <laughs> even and useful? Janessa and I were just looking at, we saw like the ad for the switch parental controls and I was like, yeah, this is kind of creepy. Also in like two or three years, we'll probably be super into using that. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, again, like I, I think in general, we've kind of opted towards um, not, not shielding him necessarily towards letting him experience the stuff he wants to experience, but mm-hmm. then trying to make sure to engage with him and talk with him about it. Um, and, and I think, I mean, it, I guess it's hard to say, like maybe I'll feel differently in, you know, four or five years, but I think right now 
that's how I feel about video games too, is like, you know, if he hits a point when he's 10 and he's like, oh, I want to play this new shooter that's really bloody and M-rated, I'll, my, my gut is like, oh, sure, you can play that, but why don't I play it with you and we'll talk about it um, and, and try to like engage with why you like that or why, why maybe it's, you know, got some issues or whatever the case might be. Um, but I don't know, again, like I said, maybe, maybe in four or five years, I'll feel totally different. Maybe that's like, maybe that's an approach that seems ideal in my head now, because especially like I'm thinking back to like, oh, when I was a teenager, I was like 12 years old and, uh, I, you know, my, my, my mom raised me, uh, on her own. And, uh, so I just kind of got exposed to whatever I wanted and I'm like, well, it worked for me, but maybe I'm not going to feel that way when, when suddenly it's my son being exposed to it. Yeah. That's, it's so hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know right now the biggest, uh, the biggest thing with games, uh, Sammy likes watching me play video games. Mm. Um, he, he's starting to kind of learn how to play himself a little bit, but, uh, he, he gets scared really easily. And so every time I start playing a new, if, I, if he comes home and I'm playing a new game for work, the first thing he does is he asks me if it's scary. <laughs> and if it is, then he has to like run into the other room and close the door until I stop oh. playing. Um, so, so that's right now. Right now I'm just trying to like watch out for playing anything potentially scary around him. Yeah. No, um, scare, scare man, 3d, uh, slender man. He's Scareman scary. 3D is actually my game of the year right now. Oh, uh, wow. For, I've, for I've heard good things so, about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very frightening. No, I was reviewing uh, I was reviewing the new Resident Evil and oh. that was the one where um you know, I mostly I mostly was playing during work hours, but as as happens with this job, I I sometimes had to uh sneak in some time during uh during off hours and if Sammy was home when I was playing he would, yeah, he would shut the door or if he had to go to the, the, the like, his room is, uh, is, um, sorry, my room, I should say, where I'm playing is in between his room and the bathroom. Mm. So if he had to use the bathroom, he would have to, like, open the door and be like, he, he would, like, yell for me to pause the game before <laughs> he opened it and then open it and, like, run, just scramble through as fast as he could so he didn't even see the pause screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I remember, like, when I was a kid, I... I, I was, like, really, like, irrationally scared of, like, video games, too. Like, I would play them, but, like, um, I had to do things to, like, make it less real. Like, I would turn the sound all the way off, which, like, then oh, if, like, if Mario died, then I didn't hear, like, the sad music. Or, like, if Sonic was running out of air, then I definitely wouldn't hear that music. Um, nobody needs to hear that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of games uh one thing we've talked about on the show before i had actually your um colleague uh simone on a few months ago and we talked about a few different dads in games yeah Um, and i'm curious how you how maybe you see that stuff or if you think your views on it have changed um like the ways that like because i know i guess for people who aren't aware um there have sort of been more games, I would say, in the last 10 years that are about um, playing a father. Um, yeah, or... I mean, I think you're seeing this trend uh, that, that, you know, of I, the way that I've seen it described, I guess, is you're seeing a trend of like a lot of a lot of people who came into uh, game development at a very young age 
yeah. um, are now hitting the point where they're having children or where their children are starting to grow up and they're starting to have lots of lots of dad feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, that's the name of the show. Hey, that's the name of the show. Yeah, I worked it in. Uh, and then, uh, and they've they've kind of spun that around into like making games that are um, either explicitly or or uh, suggestively, I guess, about fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's definitely it's a trend that uh, has been very interesting to watch. Um, it it's I feel like it's really starting to to hit a stride and to a point where um, I've seen a lot of people starting to make fun of it as very it's like almost like a generic thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, oh, another game about a dad, um, <laughs> which I I totally get. Uh, but I definitely you know it's I I can't deny that it's something that. Uh, I I get suckered into that like when when a game is about fatherhood um it tends to it tends to hit with me it tends to work really well um and that's not just about like for me it's not just about being a father but also like my my relationship with my father which wasn't very good right um so it it you know it it tends to hit for me on multiple levels um you know I saw like I went to E3 last year um and uh one of the games that that hit me the hardest at E3 was the new God of War, um, which I think that's one that I saw a lot of people being like, "Oh, another another dad game." Kratos is a dad. Kratos is a sad dad now. That's so generic. Um, but for me, it just like what what they showed of it um, definitely appealed to to my my like uh, inner dad emotions and made me want to play more of it. Um, I want to see how that relationship evolves and I want to see if they do interesting things with it. Um, or as another example, like I, I went and saw guardians of the galaxy two last night and there's a, there's a whole lot of, a a whole lot of stuff about dads and fatherhood in that movie that ended up making it meaningful to me in a way that I, I don't think a Marvel superhero movie would have been otherwise. Mm-hmm. Is the the new God of War is that the one where Kratos is yelling at his son for not hunting good? Yes, um, which I've done. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, you know? sure. Yeah, Sammy is. Uh, you know, he tries, but he's just he's not good at murdering woodland creatures. <laughs> and I'm trying to get him better at it. Yeah, I mean that is. I mean, what, what, in serious, what I will say is like that. That scene is yeah, like that scene's in there, and and that's one that I I think. Uh, as a father, like it actually did resonate with me somewhat mm-hmm. in the sense, not in the sense of like that I've ever taken Sammy hunting um, or that I, I would ever want to yell at him. But I think what you see in that scene is like Kratos gets very frustrated and then recognizes that he's getting mad and has to like pull himself back because he doesn't want to yell at his son. Huh. Um, and that's something that certainly like as a, as a father and as a parent in general, I think you inevitably run into with, with uh, raising children, you run into situations where you're like, I'm really frustrated. <laughs> you know, I'm really like fed up with, with the way that you're acting right now, but also you're a three-year-old. So. <laughs> yeah. That is just like sort of the core conceit of um, children to me is <laughs> really, um, I mean, I guess, you know, we've all been kids, but the yeah. whole idea of like, just like this model of like, you are not really a rational actor, but one day you will be one. Um, And so right now we are doing our best to set you up for that in like a way that's going to work. But in the time, like uh, up until then, 
it's a very bizarre relationship because yeah, I can imagine like, like any human relationship, you're going to get frustrated. Sometimes you're going to get upset. They're going to be like strong emotions, but it's not a, uh, I mean, obviously it's a mutual relationship in that, you know, you care about each other, but like what that looks like is, is very different, right? Like it's like very, like you have to man, I imagine you have to manage your feelings a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's only, you know, you have to determine to what degree you can like put any sort of blame on the child. (laughs) Right. Um, Right. Yeah. um, You know, it's, it's really interesting in Sammy's case because, uh, so I was, I was raised Roman Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have a lot of like, I have this deep sense of guilt, right. That I've had from a very, very young age. Um, Sammy has not been raised Roman Catholic, but I still see that in him. And, Mm. and I don't know if that's like, it's probably mostly just me putting my own stuff on him, but he like he will when he acts out when he does something bad. Um, if you're looking at his face, you can actually watch the like he goes from doing something bad, moment of realization that he's done something bad, and then just just this look of like complete sadness that is totally <laughs> heartbreaking. Oh. Um, and he gets very emotional when he's done something wrong, uh, and he you know he'll start crying and saying that it was an accident and you know it's 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 really intense and it it uh that also makes me like knowing that that he goes through that uh makes me want to be very careful about um how i how i respond to him acting out because i don't want to make that worse right i want to i want him to calm down i don't i want to know that it's okay to make mistakes um but also to try and be aware of those mistakes yeah absolutely it seems like a very uh, hard thing to do, but so important for sure. Extremely hard. Um, <laughs> and, and also, also I'm sure that I, I fuck it up a lot, <laughs> but I try. Yeah. Well, I guess that's, that's really all you can do, right? Yeah. I, I mean, think so. There's no manual. Well, there, that's, there are a lot of manuals. There are a lot of them. There's so many, There's too many. Is arguably. there a gamer dad manual? Because I bet, Gamer dad manual. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna write it. That's my new project. Um, Gamer dad. Oh, there is a website. Gamer dad. There is. I know. uh, I want to say I'm probably getting this wrong. It was. It was a while ago. Um, But there was. I think an article in Wired or something uh, that was a really good piece about this father talking about how he introduced his son's son to games um, and like the the process he decided to go through it was a, a dad who decided that he wanted his son to play classic games first <laughs> um so he kind of took him through like the history of games um <laughs> which I, which was like almost certainly overkill but very interesting no minecraft until you finish your pitfall that was kind of it yeah um <laughs> Which, which I had, I, at the time that I read it, I was like, oh, that's a great idea. But then I, then I was like, wait a second, I review games for a living. Like, it's not like I can like shield Sammy's eyes from what's really out there. Yeah. We, we don't want you to know about, uh, the new Doom until you play through the original Doom. You need to have that sense of excitement. That's legit though. I really don't want him to know. (laughs) I mean, um, <laughs> one interesting thing though is like as he watches me play games, and I, I've picked up on pretty quickly is like the like the graphics and stuff, and like the visual fidelity thing. Like that actually does not matter to him, at least. Maybe this mm. isn't true of all kids, but it doesn't seem to matter to him at all. Like 
he he's just as into like stuff with weird pixel graphics uh or old pixel graphics i should say uh as as like a new game a new triple a game that looks really really incredible that's interesting i wonder yeah maybe kids are just like yeah that just looks like outside (laughs) yeah give me a like a weird cartoon it's just like i feel like his his brain is just like at this point it's just soaking everything up and Mm -hmm. it's like it's that means it's open enough to whatever it sees that it's not going to question it. It's not going to be like, oh, this doesn't look good. It's just going to be like, oh, this is, this is just what this looks like. These graphics are not good. He hasn't gotten to that point in his development where he needs so to far, tighten up the graphics on level three. So far, he's not complained about the frame rate once. <laughs> um, oh, God. We'll see how long a, I can keep that streak going. Yeah, that's such a precious, unspoiled uh, <laughs> existence. Oh, I had to explain to him that actually the game I was playing was bad because it was uh, it was only 28 frames per second. <laughs> needs to be at least 30. And yeah. Well, you got to start early, right? With that education. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, um... <laughs> uh, before, I won't. Maybe I should let you go. Let you start on that Gamer Dad book. Um, although, need, yeah, I've got a lot of writing to do. It does look pretty I mean, it looks interesting because it's like about, um, like, kid factor of like, oh, is this is Pac-Man the Ghostly Adventures like a good game to play with with your kids? Like, maybe it's it, legit. It's, yeah, yeah, this seems pretty cool. Um, so maybe check that out. Check check out gamerdad.com. That seems like a legit uh something that's super useful. Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The ESRB are not really uh super helpful so we need someone well, out i know there. it's uh you know there there have been a couple of temp of temps throughout the years of doing you know gaming websites that are parent focused mm-hmm. um i i actually did a bunch of writing for what they play if you remember mm-hmm. that site um this was oh man when did this is like 2007 that what they play launched and it was a site that was just a giant database of games with um with write-ups uh, explaining what was what the content of the games were and if it was essentially like anything that parents might find objectionable yeah. um, or might find um, interesting and good, um, which I actually did a bunch of write-ups for well, well before I ever had a child or any interest in having a child, which is a little strange. <laughs> well, it's a gift from past you to future you. Yeah. Yeah, if you ever go back and play... Oh God! What was two thousand seven? Although uh, I believe the, yeah, what they play does definitely does not exist anymore. What they play dot com now goes to IGN. So oh, um, well they gobbled it up. That's IGN dot com colon the Parents Guide to Gaming colon. That's interesting. <laughs> they don't normally yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess yeah. The ESRB stuff. Like, I guess for people who again don't. No, it's what Entertainment Software Ratings Bureau is that right? Something like that. Something yeah, like that, that sounds board. right. Um, and there are things that are just like, oh, this is E for everyone, or like there's cartoon violence, or like some nudity or whatever. Um, all the way up to M. I don't think AO AO doesn't exist anymore. It was adults only. Um, and yeah, that doesn't seem like the best way to do this. Um, so. Someone needs it's to take limited, up that. Certainly. Someone needs to take up that mantle. I think. So maybe, uh, fingers crossed, someone will will get on. Yeah. That. 
Well, um, this has been super fun. I was so glad to get your your views on the stuff. And it's really interesting, I think, as someone who is really enmeshed in, in a lot of tech culture, because I know uh, there's like a lot of just generalized anxieties, I think, around kids and tech or like kids and screens or like kids in the Internet. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of it is so distant from like the realities of, you know, actual kids and parents' lives. Um, and it's just sort of moral panic stuff. So it's, it was really interesting to talk to someone who's like actually dealing with that stuff on the, on the ground. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. It is a, it's stuff that is easy to freak out about and that I think to some degree, every parent does freak out about. Um, but yeah, when you're, when you're in it, when you're living it, um, a lot of it is just, uh, it's just moment to moment, like figuring stuff out as it happens. And yeah, it's, it's scary, but it's, uh, maybe maybe less intimidating as it's going on Mm. yeah well um do you want to tell people where they can find you online sure i would love to do that uh i am at twitter.com slash p kohler that's Mm -hmm. p-k-o-l-l-a-r and uh i write reviews mostly but also sometimes op-eds and other things for uh polygon.com and do some videos on youtube.com slash polygon Awesome. And, um, and your game of the year is again, uh, uh, I think it was scare man, scare man, scary, scare dad, scare dad, 3000, scare dad. Yeah. That seems like a cool game sync game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to suggest it. That's... <laughs> cool. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you so much again. And, um, hope you have a great weekend. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for having me. Bye kiddos. Is it Dad Feelings is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Dad Feelings is a part of Stay Me, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Me at dadfeelings.com support. Our theme music is Swell Content by Speedy Ortiz off their album Foiled Gear. Thanks to Car Park Records and Sadie Dupuis for letting us use it. Please mention us on Twitter we're at Dad Feeling and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.